Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, very excited to have you all here. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule and joining us today. Um, this is hashtag BKOT, how to build a kick-ass offshore team. We are on episode number 21. Um, we have a lot of great content. If it's your first time. Thanks for joining us. If you're a re returning visitor, thanks again, as always. It's Friday. It's fun. We end the uh, week uh, like this. And we have some uh, interesting topics to discuss. Uh, topic, excuse me, um, what type of firm should avoid offshoring and what type of firm can make a success, right? So it's very interesting today. And joining me, I have uh, from clock, counterclockwise, yes, Sean Parrott, uh, Ted Rosedale, and Sia Cowell. So very, again, very excited to have you guys here. So uh, this type of, uh, this type of topic, um, you have to really take a deep look into your firm, right? And you, you essentially every firm can offshore, right? But there's a lot of things that need to be in place. It can't just simply be a turnkey solution. You hire somebody and you're, it just takes off on its own. That's never the case whatsoever. And working with clients on a daily basis, that's never the case. So there's, there's several things that, that have to be in place. So, guys, what would um, what would you think some of the uh, top three um, uh, objectives of a firm looking offshore? What should they be? Uh, can I give it? Can I give a little disclaimer before we uh, before we answer that question? Because okay. as our lesson as our listeners are are listening to uh, th this sort of the the strategies and the uh, the ideas that we're going to be discussing. Um, if you happen to listen to our, um, to our talk today and you realize that you are already offshoring and you realize that, um, you're, you belong to the category of the firms that should avoid offshoring, please don't panic. It doesn't mean that, uh-oh, what have I done? Um, uh, it just means that there's some things that would needs to be addressed and we're, and you just need to address those things and then you'll be fine. And then the second thing I just want to say in terms of a disclaimer is that in no shape or form, are we going to uh, uh, um, say that you have to have a perfect firm before you do any kind of offshoring. So that's not the message either. So I just want to get those two out there and just clear it up. And I'm going to shut up. Chris, and give it back to you. Sorry about that, Lord. <laughs> uh, I love the disclaimers. Chris, can I come in? Sure, sure. So we all, you know, me, Chris, Ted, all the time talk to clients. And from our perspective, what we, what we think is, uh, I mean, when we started this, you know, we, we were small. So we want every kind of firm to be uh, working with us, you know. All clients, we don't want to say no. We want everyone. But over the time, we realized, you know, and, and we internally discussed and we thought and, and, and we, we thought that we should come up with a definition of what we called as who is not our client. And, 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 and this one thing which I read somewhere, which is ab absolutely, you know, kind of appropriate here. And when we came with this definition of who is not our client, uh, this, this, this kind of thing perfectly fits here. Uh, I don't know the secret of success. Right. But the secret of failure is to please everyone. 
So uh, we realized after two, three years that not all accounting firms is our client. And we wanted to please every one of them. So that's how the realization came in that, you know, some of the firms are absolutely, you know, not placed or needs to kind of take some steps before they get, they get ready. And not, not, not steps like, you know, they have to be completely on the cloud. The steps are getting team ready, getting mindset ready, and yep. several other things that we can talk later. But one thing, one realization after, after two, three years of being in business was that not every firm is our client. Correct. That's right, it. companies That's hit it. obstacles when they're doing something like offshore staffing. So, you know, there has to be the correct management and strategy in place for that long-term vision. So it's a lot about the people at these firms that have to understand, you know, where their firm's going and the steps that have to be implemented to make this work. So you're, you're totally correct, Sean. It took a while to get there. And you know, what we used to do is we always used to say, we learned to say no after two, three years in business. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we always want to say yes to everything, you know? I mean, uh, I was talking to, uh, me and Chris were talking to one firm, I think uh, three or four days back. And he was constantly asking me, are you sure that this person would be able to do financial statements and would be able to review everything and put the correct footnotes and correct disclaimer and would be able to prepare reports? I said, if I would have been able to predict future of success of anybody, well, I'm not, I will not be talking to you. I'll be in, I'll be in Bahamas. Why would I be talking? <laughs> I, I mean, we don't know the future at the end of the day. We to, I told him frankly that, you know, it is basically both sides have to work to make it work as simple as that. So, so we have learned to say no, wherever, you know, it is, you know, it is required that, you know, I told him that we things, if not implemented leads to failure. Right. So the things which, if you, yeah, go if ahead. You failed the, if you, if you failed the plan, then you plan to fail. People think it's literally a turnkey solution sometimes, but it's not the case. Yeah, there's uh, there are two things that actually pops in my mind when it comes to when you should avoid offshoring. Uh, let's just say if you're having problems in your communication with your team, if you're having issues, having uh, de developing trust in your team. Um, that's probably offshoring is not the next thing you should be doing. And if you are in fact offshoring right now and you do have those two problems, those are the first two things you need to address in order to really capitalize on the opportunity you have with your offshoring staff. Uh, and so, you know, we're, as, as CPAs, you're very often referred to as the trusted advisors. Um, question is, are you also the trusted leader? And that question needs to be asked from your team in, uh, in a way that it could be anonymous, right? And be ready to accept the results or whatever it is. So communication and trust, if those are missing or there are, ch there are challenges, they just get exasperated with offshore. Yeah, I find that a lot of times, uh, working with clients, they haven't even brought it up to their team. And they ask me, should I tell them? 
And I say, yeah, <laughs> this, this is, has to be a, a collaborative effort, right? I don't know why you're trying to, you know, sneak this in. Um, and, and just trying to, trying to, you always want to have a, uh, have them part of this decision, right? Because they're probably going to be working with one of them eventually. And if your team has no idea about this, they're going to be, this is going to rub them the wrong way, whether or not, uh, especially if it's there to help them, if you haven't uh, collab or communicated this, they're going to automatically think, oh, that goes my job, right? So that's just, that's just the mindset that they'll be in. And the whole time, the, the, uh, the, the firm owner may have the objective of uh, lessening and, and their workload and, 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 and helping them and enabling them to do more, but he's trying to do things behind the scene and it's just, that's not a good setup. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You got to so, make it a team uh, effort. A very funny example here. Uh, Ted, Ted's father owns an accounting firm <laughs> and he happens to be one of the partner in the business. I mean, Teddy works with us. And unfortunately, his own accounting firm, we are not able to implement offshore staffing there. <laughs> so, so uh, but that's a, you know, that's a first-hand first example. We, we tried it, but the way they operate, it is so kind of, you know, uh, he, he runs his business in a very, I, I would say, he's very hands-on with his business. Yeah. And he, yeah. he runs like that. And yeah. possibly he tried... But I think Mike has uh, Mike has many things going around him. So accounting from of what you know six seven things he's doing. I think it's a, it's a good example of um, the partners in a firm. They really have to establish those effective processes, right, and manage the transition from their current setup to a to a team that could be completely remote. Um, so right, if you're not if you're not ready for that transition and to and to manage that process from A to Z, um, yeah, it could fail. So you have to be a firm that's willing to adapt and you know tackle you know the communication barriers, understanding the cultural differences, you know, and be able to um, you know evolve. It's all about modernizing your firm. So it could be a very positive thing. So I think all firms can do this. But you have to be ready to take those steps and do it properly. Uh, just as a side note, Ted, um, uh, your uh, is it is Mike your dad? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. He's obsessed with the Beatles. Correct. Correct. Wow. Okay. Good to know. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you got your favorite uh, Beatles song that you want to uh, reach out to Mike, uh, last name is Rosedale. Please feel free to do so. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Reach out to him and let him know. And if, if he asks the question where you found the information, you can certainly blame his son, uh, <laughs> Ted, here. So uh, good luck with that, Ted. Ted uh, we all have to listen to you maybe in the next, next podcast. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yes. A, a, a tune and a song on offshoring, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're in the yeah, process wait. of writing the Integrity theme song right now. So well, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, just giving you a hard time, Ted, just because oh, it's of course, of course. fun, of course, right? Uh, yeah. It's Friday after all, right? Uh, so no. yeah, I mean, I, I, I echo <laughs> everything everyone just mentioned in terms of what, what makes it work. You know, workflow system, before the COVID thing hit, um, there was 
something different about the workflow process dealing with offshoring versus your your on-site team. It was a dis- there was a distinct difference in how you would do things with your offshore team versus with your on-site team. However, since this pandemic came about, we all went remote working, right? So all of a sudden, the ones who were already doing offshoring, they knew how to take that process they were doing and just implement it with their on-site team because they already had it in place, right? And the ones that never did have offshoring, they had to figure out how this remote working situation works. And so uh, the good news is that right now, everyone has had a little bit of a taste of what the remote working environment is and and how can you uh, uh, have a uh, system of workflow process that ensures security, efficiency, uh, on and on and on, uh, the things you expect from um, from workflow uh, process. Chris, a quick question for you, man. You're, you know, you've, you've had plenty of experiences dealing with what goes right and what goes wrong with offshoring. What is the red flag in your mind that, and the green flag for when you take a, you know, the first hour you speak with someone, a firm you've never met before. What's that Mm -hmm. one thing that it gives you the red and the green flag, whether this is worthwhile or not. Uh, I had a client yesterday that um, was referred to us from a current client, which is always great. And the client I was speaking with literally said, my workflow is all over the place. That is the <laughs> first thing. And, and I w- and he's like, I know he's tried offshoring before and he tried piecemealing together the workflow at the offshore. He spent a ton of money and it never worked out. And so in speaking with us and, and how everything works, he told me and I was like, and I was like, literally, if a client was asked me, what's the one thing that where we're, we're this doesn't work? And it, it is the workflow, right? A lot of the clients will say, uh, you know, I'm hiring uh, one of your associates. They're going to tell me what to do, right? And no, that's not the case. And so it was, it was refreshing to hear that he's trying to get everything into place. He actually asked me for speaking a, a consultant for project management. He was very, very aware of that. And so in order for this to take, this will always take off. It's just a matter of when. And when is all relevant on the, all relative to the, the client. So in speaking with them, um, and, and if they were to ask me, you know, wh- where does this not succeed? And, and it's always about the workflow, right? It's, it's just mm-hmm. it's simply that because it's remote and they're not in the office and there's time zones. So there's all these little nuances that have to be ironed out and then it'll take off. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, I'm, I'm very, um, I hope that the, uh, all the partners that are listening to this, they take some inspiration and some courage from making such a bold statement, but it's not just a bold statement. It is really the thing that a successful leader needs to consider, which is you got to learn how to say no, say no to some clients, some customers. You got to have the courage to do that, you know, because that's a way of, it's just kind of like your firm. If you consider your firm, like a human body, if you just say, hey, I'll just eat anything, 
how could that possibly be healthy? If the, if the clients are the food and you just say yes to everything, I mean, you're eventually going to have some kind of a health condition, right? So saying no is basically passing by McDonald's and saying no, okay, <laughs> type situation. Uh, so what, what do you do, Sean, though, when you have uh, when you have situations where, for one reason or another, uh, you have firms that have already doing offshoring and they've had these red flags that, for instance, Chris mentioned, and, it and they were ignored for one reason or another, um, and they're already doing offshoring. What kind of a recommendation would you give to them? So, uh, well, as we go by the title, the recommendation, I mean, uh, I, I'm also a private investor. Mm -hmm. Whenever I, you know, think of something, I, I always try to take analogy from investment or the sports world. I play cricket. So always mm -hmm. I, I, I'd like to think, you know, what mm -hmm. a sportsman would think, what an investor would think. Mm -hmm. So let's say which person uh, should avoid investing in stock market or which it, it is good for which person. Mm -hmm. I mean, Let's, let's think it from that point. A person who wants quick money, wants five times money in 10 days, or, or you know, who has short temperament, or a person who is, does not have any idea about capital or finance, mm -hmm. stock market is not for them. Yeah. The good thing is, you should go to a fund manager, go to a portfolio manager, pay some fees there, and put the money, and expect a decent return. Mm -hmm. right. well, somebody who is savvy, who knows diversification, who knows capital market, who mm -hmm. analyzes there, who has financial knowledge, and most of all, who is in for a longer term. Mm -hmm. Yes. That, go that goes true with even offshore staffing. If you're yeah. not in for longer term, if you're not in for five minutes, I mean, if you're not in for five years, you should be yeah. not in for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how yeah. I, I always say. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that's that's. I mean, when when we talk about when you talk about recommendation, the analogy is similar. That if you're super traditional, paper driven completely, uh, if you if you think that, you know, your your the median age of your team is beyond fifty or fifty five, mm -hmm. not just yours. Mm -hmm. I mean, owners and partner are pretty agile because you know, it, ultimately it's well. I mean, it's a positive impact uh, on your profitability, but. When your when your team's median age is not to offend senior age citizens, but sometimes you know <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult Easy. and then difficult to adapt. Yeah. So uh, uh, these are some of the situations where it's very difficult to implement. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the recommendation would be evaluation of your own firm, not just yeah. going by what you know benefits offshore staffing is going to bring. Because mm -hmm. you're not going for, <laughs> of a, you know, Black Friday shopping because it's cheap. I'm going to buy everything right away. <laughs> so it's, it's not like that. And this is what we have observed. I mean, real real time example is, uh, again, I'll go back to Mike, uh, Ted's father. When I mm -hmm. met him, uh, he, Mike has another partner in the firm, uh, and he was so excited that in, in, even first meeting that you know we are going to ramp this up and we are going to hire six people in one year. That's right. how excitement was. 
<laughs> and in one month, <laughs> you know, you realize he's not picking up my phone. <laughs> yeah. well, Sean, you bring up a good point. I just want to add this one thing. It's, um, you know, if the top reason to offshore is to benefit from like lower cost, that is definitely not the only reason to do this. You know, that might be actually a reason you could fail. You know, there's a lot involved in this and you definitely have to be prepared. So like you said, with the stock market, you have to think long term. You can't go for that that quick hit. Um, so definitely this strategy of getting six people is a great strategy, but you have to know how to implement that. You remember that that meeting I had with your dad and uh, I'm forgetting the name of the partner. Of, of course, with Ed. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Ed. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Mike told me, I still remember, that if you can convince my partner, you can convince anybody in America to go yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> <Funny story. laughs> and uh, apparently Ed is also a Jets fan. And, um, and Ed thinks that he's got the most amazing kids in the world based on what's on the website. Uh, so anyone who wants to challenge Ed uh, can also reach out to Ed in regards. Yeah, what are, are you with Google? Have you? Um, I'm, on, I'm on the I'm on the front website because I wanted to I want to familiarize myself a little bit more with. Uh, you have to be yeah. careful. See, <laughs> <CIA> is talking. <laughs> yes, I am. I am doing a little it's bit. The of magic that. of Google. The magic of Google. <laughs> the Google. I went to the Google, and he yeah, fixed yeah. it all. Uh, or she one more thing. Off. One more thing. After a very good point, you know, uh, which uh, Ted brought up, I we always say, say that that this offshoring is not for the one who think it is a junk, or who thinks it, it's a slam dunk. <laughs> the one who thinks yeah, that it, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so it's neither of yeah. them. You know? So yeah. you think that it's an easy, you know, thing because it's happening at so low cost. No, it doesn't work like that. Right. Yeah, to, to, to drive the point home, um, not that we need another analogy, but it is uh, the best way that I think about offshoring is that if you have, if your marriage is suffering, <laughs> when has ever been a good idea to say, hey, I know how to fix it. Let's have a kid. <laughs> That's going to fix everything. It's going to fix our communication. It's going to fix. There you go. The way we do, I mean, that's going to just be wonderful. When did that ever help anything? Believe right, me, yeah. talk to my parents, they will tell you it doesn't work, folks. We had Sia and it didn't fix anything. So the point is, look, it doesn't mean that you cannot work on the things that are weak. It just means that it's not the right time. You know, speaking of children, they ask you for things, and sometimes you say yes, sometimes you say no, and sometimes you say not yet. And right. in most of these cases, it's just all we're saying is that if there's a red flag, it's just not yet. Those are the components you need to work on. Now, by the way, you don't stop working on those things just because you've got them figured out, and now you're offshoring. As a matter of fact, you obsess over them. You know, um, best things in life, they take time. They take time. Sean mentioned five years. Definitely. You know, you show me a good, and then going back to this, a good marriage, and I'll show you years of them both working on it together. Same thing with firms. You show, you show me a good firm, I'll show you some partners that were persistent, that failure wasn't an option, and if they, it wasn't about how many times actually they fail. It was about how many times they get back up 
and they start they kept working on it. And so offshoring five years, absolutely, absolutely. However, let me just add this. Also, time doesn't heal all wounds. It doesn't. I wish it did, but it really doesn't. So we're, what we're not suggesting is wait around and then with time, things are going to just get fixed. Right. Is you got to do something about it. You got to work on your communication, your workflow process, your handling of your team, management of your uh, uh, systems and processes. And then you continue to do it for a, a much longer period of time and it will be worthwhile. Yeah, I think it's also important um, when, like, I, I've been asked, am I able to call them? Can I email them? Can I, do I give them an email address? And I just say, simply treat it like it's your own associate. You got to go in with that type of mindset. You got to go in with the right type of attitude. And if you just treat it like it's your own employee, it seems when saying less is more in this instance, it just falls into place. Because I've been asked them like just silly questions sometimes. I'm like, yeah, it's your employee. It's fine. Give them an email. Don't worry. Just go ahead and call them, right? And so that you have to have the right attitude and mindset to to make them part of your team and at and the long term solution as well. And long term doesn't have to always mean you know full time. You gradually scale and grow as your firm grows as well. And it's all about complementing. And so it's just a nice gradual approach with a good attitude. And this will work. And some in some clients, you know what happens? So there are some clients who are want-based clients. So they know that they can do it. We have experience of working with so many accounting firms. So I'm not saying that we have faced all kinds of problems, but you know, we we have faced you know a finite number of problems with different kinds of firms. Sometimes the difficulty on my side, on Chris' side, or on Tess' side, I think they'll identify with it, is uh, we advise them that, you know, uh, be prepared, this is going to happen. You know, sometimes they think that, you know, uh, it, it's, it's completely extreme. Uh, some people, you know, are not able to figure out and, and, and before even exploring further or trying further, just give up, just, just get scared. And some people, you know, they would not listen to anything. They'll just start off, you know, and fall. They will fall apart very quickly. Very, very quickly. So that's one of the challenges that we face. Of course, we are improving upon our communication. And first thing, you know, what we did this year was uh, we have to do this right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Otherwise, you know, we see at the end of the day, what happens is we are whether we want to accept it or not, it's a relationship. It's not their fault, it's not our fault, but still we are somewhere, somewhat we failed. And we, never, we don't want that. We are at this juncture in a business that we are happy not adding five firms, but we, it is more painful that we lose one firm. Things were different yeah. for six, seven years before. So. Right now, the gut, when you ask us that you should have the guts of saying no, we never had a choice in the first two, three years, honestly speaking. You're yeah. good. You know, we never had that choice. Today, because we are stable, we are uh, here, we, all, we are cautious now, much more, in, in taking clients. Not that we are not welcoming, we are excited to work with everyone out there. And we, are, uh, we want everyone of, of them, you know, working with us. But 
but yes as i said <laughs> we don't want to fail as i said the secret yeah. not failing is we understand that we cannot please everyone yeah 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 and you probably are pickier now than you were on day 1 in terms of who you hire too right so you're cautious on not just on the client side you're cautious more cautious on the uh hr side as well right. um and i wonder if uh ted or chris you guys can uh, share something in regards to uh firms that don't spend as much time uh and due diligence up front with who they hire may right. experience more difficulties with offshoring than the ones that do um any any instances you guys can uh, think of that uh, our audience would would want to hear Let me add one, I'll add one thing here for sure um you know and this has a lot to do with with the firm's management style we have spoken to clients or prospects who basically said hey just assign me any old accountant some just give us somebody We're ready to start tomorrow. I don't want to I don't want to interview anybody. Just give me an accountant. I'm ready to do this. Yeah. You know. Yep. We then tell them this is going to be very successful only if you take the time to interview the candidates, speak to them, learn who you could potentially work with, ask them questions because you're going to be having as Sean said, this is a relationship. We can't just assign an accountant to you. The same way you can't just go you know go on to linkedin pick a random person and hire them in your office doesn't work that way it's never going to be successful so you know there's that mindset you have to take the time and set this up properly from the beginning get to meet our accountants select who you want to work with that's the beauty of working with us absolutely ted and you know the one of the one of the one of the thing you they want all the success that they get with their onshore team member yeah but they don't want to take any pain which they typically take in hiring and managing onshore team member member so right. that's that's you know a little uh, contradicting or a little uh, paradoxical perspective that yeah. they end up asking you know do you think that it is go i mean do you think he's going to work or do you think you know this is going to happen they want to premeditate us and ask questions i said we are taking a judgment the way you are taking a judgment Mm. and we are we have had our fair share of failures and yeah. if 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 i know everything you know i uh, yeah right. well yeah you don't have a crystal ball to to know <laughs> yeah. to, to tell people what what's going to happen yeah i mean the thing is you know at some time ago uh in the industry of offshoring and it's just to, to a certain degree even today that exists in other providers i've seen is that unfortunately there is this in 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 the way they market to uh to accounting firms is in such a way that it gives the responsibility is a little bit on the industry itself rather than on the provider sometimes as it is on the accountants and so uh without mentioning any names here but i i personally know that there there are some providers out there that they give such this this image of Uh, it's just going to fix everything the only thing it won't do is it make you a turkey sandwich uh oh. other than that it does everything for i mean what are you waiting for right um and, and, and for, unfortunately 
a realistic expectation is not set uh, at the price of wanting to get someone excited about offshoring. When in reality, if you're a prudent, mature leader, you understand, as Sean said, just like anything else, you've got to invest time, effort, and energy, like Chris and Ted mentioned, to invest in those people and their hiring and making sure they're the right people and then never stop continuing to pour out uh, things to them. Uh, and then that means one of, the, one of the other flags, whether if it's red or green, it depends on whether you have it or not, if training is a priority in your organization. If training is not a priority in your organization, you're dead in the waters. Whether you go offshoring or not, you have a problem. You got to resolve it. If training is, in fact, a priority and you want to continue to train your team, regardless of off offshore or onshore, then you're good. Then, then that's good because then that means you're investing. You're caring about the, the – I feel like I'm rambling on. I'm going to stop. Oh, huh. Making good points. Solid. Yeah, solid. But, um, yeah, just some final thoughts. Is, is, uh, like Ted said, it's spot on. In the beginning, I would give an option. I was like, yeah, you can interview them, give them a call, Zoom, see the resume, pick. Now they're like, how do we do the interview? I'm like, Zoom. You just, I just set the expectations. Um, no more flexibility because yeah, if you just go into it and we assign you somebody and that doesn't work out, then all the blame and faults on us. And it's just yeah. that's not a relationship whatsoever, all right? And so just having that attitude um, going into this of treating it like your own employee, it'll work, it'll definitely work. Absolutely. And then I remember how many times I told Sean no to those cl to those clients, and he said yes. Oh God, I remember those th those days. I was like, no, no, no. Sean's like, yes, yes, yes. I was like, here we go. Yeah, not, not a, um, uh, yeah, those are the good days. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. There is, look, there is, uh, uh, sometimes I have those, I have those, Chris, those conversations happen yeah. in, in, in me, but not with anyone else. That's the crazy part about it. Right. Like I'm, uh -oh. I'm telling myself, I'm saying I shouldn't be. No, well, maybe I should. No, 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 I shouldn't. <laughs> oh, let's think about that for just a moment. Let's not be too hasty. Let's let's analyze this, you know, but yeah. the, the human factor of all of this is that, you know, the, the heart wants what the heart wants. Right. So whatever it's going on in your head, whatever your perception is. Your heart, when it puts that that stamp for it, your brain goes to work, bends over backward to justify it, right? And so, uh, so I think that uh, overall, we had a good conversation today in regards to what are the things that the firms should pay attention to in terms of offshoring, uh, whether if it's the right time. It's really more of a timing issue than you know reprimanding you for not being ready. Uh, you know, you just, it just depends on where you are in the season of your firm. And hopefully uh, with everything we just discussed, uh, there was, there was enough good out there that you guys can go in and, and, and think about. And by the way, I don't think Sean minds it. I don't think uh, Chris or Ted mind it to if, if uh, you guys have any follow-up questions or something that, that triggers something in your mind and you really want to go a little bit more in depth uh, in terms but, of... Uh, we are going to discuss this in our forthcoming conference. So we would like to invite firms. That's the follow-up, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. I mean, there's. Uh, you're talking about Accountable 2020? 
Yes, of course. That's the only conference we're doing. <laughs> the, 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 the only one I've been obsessing over for the past two, for the past. Uh, I feel like I've I've been obsessing uh, about it since the day I was born, frankly. Uh, but yes, Accountable twenty uh, twenty. Uh, it is being held on um, November twelfth and thirteenth, and uh, it's going to be a workshop, and it won't be boring. It won't be boring. I promise you can have some fun and learn some things and to, to do some, to actually work on your business instead of working in your business. Uh, for the integrity uh, clientele, for anyone who is uh, a member of integrity, just so you know, we're bringing you Accountable 2020 in association with integrity and with my CPE. Um, it is a joint effort. Uh, we are we are all uh, a piece of the bigger puzzle. And what we've done is that we put it all together so that we can give you the best of the best that we have. And hopefully it will impact your business and upgrade your performance. Uh, but for those of you who are um, uh, clients of Integrity, you can use a, a discount code of, uh, let's see, let me see if I can Think about this, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, E-N-T, that stands for Integrity 2020. If you go to the registration page, click on the blue link that gives you the uh, option for a promo code and use E-N-T 2020 and you will get 65% discount. Only Ooh. reserved for Integrity. Uh, for those to go of to accountablefirms.com, not Accountable Thank 2020. You, Chris. Thank you. As I mentioned, I'm only a piece of the puzzle. The other piece is right <laughs> below me in this box, you see. And uh, his name is Chris. And Chris is right. Uh, accountablefirms.com. Thank you. And uh, if you happen to be a MyCPE uh, uh, account holder and you use them as well, you can feel free to use MyCPE2020. That is That code is meant for you as well. Um, did I forget anything, guys? Well... It's a Friday, so yes. I'm sorry. It's a Friday. We we all need to go. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Let's start Happy the weekend, Friday. folks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. I think uh, we had a good conversation. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Sia. Thank you, Ted. Uh, yes. Thank you very much. Well, uh, all right. Yeah, Chris. Go ahead. Closing out. Closing out. Hashtag BKOT episode 21. Thanks everybody for joining. Have an amazing weekend. Stay safe and sound and we will see you soon with more fun topics to talk about. Thanks guys. Hey. Ciao everybody. Take care.